the train of thought has left the station. Give me a <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that really got you. <laughs> that might be the opening of the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Nose Love Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. Molly, hello. Hi. We just jumped right in. I know. That what, was a fast. What time is it? It's 11-12 on Sunday night. The podcast is coming out in a few hours. Everybody, that's the latest hit from Molly <laughs> McManus. Check her out on Spotify. I am so sorry, Father Matthew. Yes, it was. But yeah, of all weekends, I was gone all week. You were busy all weekend. There was this was not procrastination. No, we've actually been pretty good at it recently. Yeah, <laughs> at not procrastinating. Yeah, but we've just been busy. It's a busy it's, summer. It's late. Yeah, busy, 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 busy times. Busy times. Yeah, and you're getting a dog. Have we told them that yet? Yes, we okay. talked about it last time. I have a date now. I have a due date. What is the day? <laughs> <laughs> um, next Wednesday. When does fatherhood begin? Next Wednesday. <laughs> next Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Little Obi. Little Obi. My best bud. He's adorable. He's my dog. No. I'm living vicariously through you. Just let, the, okay. let it be. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I can be the fun aunt to <laughs> Obi. <laughs> I will not refer to you as Aunt Molly to a dog. Please. <laughs> no, it's weird. He's okay. not my fur baby. Ew, I hate that. Oh, I, I hate think it. that's the freaking there, weirdest put thing. Put that ever. on the list. That is something I will never understand. For babies. I think that's a mostly universal yeah. response. So. Hello. <laughs> so. Tonight we're going to talk about sharing. What the faith. I thought we were going to say it at the same time. I didn't know what you were you saying. You didn't pick up what I was saying. Sharing the down. faith. Sharing the faith. Yeah. I We've really never done an evangelization episode. I don't think so. Um, I hope not. <laughs> we should make a spreadsheet of, yeah, so we can search what, it easily. Now we're getting in the... Yeah, because it's easy to repeat things. Well, don't you actually... don't need to look. I don't think, we need, I don't think we've done this. Oh, okay. Any sort of evangelization episode? I think... I don't... I don't. Well, we, we talked about witnessing with Bob Lefsnevsky way early yeah, on. Yeah, and that was guest-specific. When anyway. you brought this up, the thing that intrigues me is, like, how do you personally, in your ordinary everyday life, not like... Um, through a podcast or yeah, uh, as a losers. professional <laughs> singer or anything like that, like how do we as individuals share it? I think that's grocery store type much, of vibes. yeah, much more interesting. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, professional I, I singers like are lame. Lame. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So are priests. I know, and that's and <laughs> that it. It's way easier as a priest, but I feel like also more difficult because people approach you with this. Which is unfortunate. Obviously, you don't want this. Like this, like, I can't be real around you type yeah. of thing. So I feel like that adds a block. Not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people are like, the priest can't know. And even like, I feel like in a certain sense, I was slower to admit my faults or like, I just made a fart noise in my mouth. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I didn't mean to <laughs> talk about it. Oh, gosh. Go on. I, I was slower to like, talk about those things more openly with you i think because i think it's just a natural thing to have this like view of priests you know there's when two, it's like the opposite of what it's supposed to be that's true there's two that is a that is a very true thing that i wasn't necessarily thinking of there's both aspects both there's a barrier because people don't know how to act especially if they're far away from the faith and like 
could be intimidated or hostile. Um, but it at least like even just wearing the clothes that I wear, people are like, oh, a Jesus person. Like mm-hmm. you represent something. <laughs> yeah. And so like it leads to conversations. But it goes I think people get super intimidated by like I'm just a ordinary person i don't have a theological education how could i possibly share the faith what if somebody asked me a question that i don't know how to answer or they challenge me in a way that i don't know how to respond Mm -hmm. and i get that even as a priest i get that like where i'm afraid to push something because what if i don't have the perfect answer and they turn away from god forever and it's all my fault yeah oh yeah i feel like the beautiful thing though is like there is an answer to that that's accessible to all of us, no matter how much theological knowledge we have. Mm-hmm. And it's really like sharing your own heart. And that's why, honestly, not to plug, that's why I love Know His Love so much, because it's so much about people's individual stories mm-hmm. and how God has worked in people's individual lives. And even like what we talk about, it's like we, we've we never wanted this to be a teachy preachy sort of podcast it's a lot of just like you know you who you are yes you're a priest but who you are is father michael and me who i am yes i'm a theology teacher campus minister but who i am is molly and just Mm -hmm. what how we've encountered god and how that forms us yeah and i think that's really the heart of evangelization and i think so many people in the church are missing it like because i think we focus we, th- we think that we have to have the answers, but we are meant to point people to the answer. Mm. I don't know the answer to every theological question that you have, um, but I don't have to. Yeah. And that brings so much freedom. And when we accept that, we're able to actually um, effectively evangelize when we accept that, like, yeah, we don't know everything because we're on this journey, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're Catholic and suddenly you have like all the knowledge of the church in your head. Yeah. And evangelizing isn't like we're not just out to introduce people to a bunch of books uh, and yeah. things to learn. Our goal in sharing our faith, which is something everybody's called to and everybody can do, is to introduce them to a person, uh, the person of Jesus. Yeah. And, and so, like, for example, if a stranger came in here and I was like, this is Molly. Yeah, Taylor Swift is here. She's not a stranger, but we'll pretend. We know her quite uh, well. This is Molly. She loves you. Um, <laughs> but, like, I could introduce someone to you yeah. because I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the important oh, thing yeah. with with Jesus. So, like, first step, how do you share your faith? Really dive into your you own. You have a faith. Yeah, you have a faith. You mm. have to know Jesus to introduce other people to Jesus. Yeah. If you want to share... The faith, you have to have your own faith. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that's what you're saying, and that's crucial. Um, and it has to be personal. Mm-hmm. It's not, you could share the faith if you know about the faith. It's, you could share the faith if you have it. Um, and having that personal connection will help you to overcome any barrier of, crap, what's the answer to this? Or, Yeah, that barrier of, like, I have to convince you. I have to convince you, Because the more, the closer you are to the Lord, the more you realize that's not your job. And you aren't capable of it. Yeah. Because even if, like, let's say I were to meet someone on the street, randomly have this beautiful interaction with them, and they decide to give their lives to Jesus through that interaction, it's not because of anything I freaking said. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to convert people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but the Lord does, and maybe one day he'll choose to make me the main tool in that. But it's God doing the work yeah and so but god can't do that work in me if he's not in me yeah if i am not going to him every day if i'm not 
making space for him in my heart, in my life, if I'm not making him the priority in my life. Yeah, I'm going to have nothing to give, but but also like I'm not giving him space to work in me mm-hmm. or to or giving him permission to use me. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to reach some level of, I don't know, some level of holiness before you can do this. I think that's that sharing your faith is for everyone. Like if you're really starting out and growing, I understand why you would be like, no, I'm not really out to, uh, well, I don't know. Everybody can talk about what God's done in their life. Yeah. If you have some sort of relationship with God, you can bring that up of how he's worked. And it doesn't matter where you are on that journey. I think we often leave it to the Scott Hans of the world, like professionals. Um, and like, he's a, you know, he's a theologian. He's smart. He's a good writer. He's very, he can explain things. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it comes from his relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the key. Like there are theologians who don't believe in God. Like it's just an academic study. They know what people said. They know what the Bible says, but it's not personal. And if it's not personal, like, you can't introduce them to this person that you know and love. Because mm-hmm. that's the purpose of evangelization is not to just fill someone's head with knowledge. It's mm-hmm. to change their heart mm. or to hope that or to facilitate God changing their heart. Do yeah. what we can to be a part of God changing their heart, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I can know every last thing I know about Catholicism, every last thing that you can know about Catholicism and do nothing mm-hmm. in a conversation with someone. Like, it's in, as cheesy as it is, it's like that scripture, like, I could do this, 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 and this, but if I don't have love... I'm going to read it because I think it's important to mm-hmm. actually have it. Do you know what the reference is? Uh, isn't this 1 Corinthians? Mm, yeah. This isn't one of your wedding readings, is it? It's not. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Okay. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 3 to 7, if you want to ref- find it. If I speak with human eloquence, this is so relevant. <laughs> if I speak with human eloquence in angelic ecstasy, wow, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Hmm. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump and it jumps, but I don't love. This is also a weird version of this. <laughs> Um, but it's still, it's a, still a tr- it's just not the translation I'm used to. But if I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Mm. Like that is evangelization. In yeah. And... That I think a large part of the why the world is so divided is because we're not doing that well as a church. Mm-hmm. Not just Catholicism, as Christians, like, I think we fall so much into, I got to teach them everything. Yeah. Instead of, like, I got to, like, show them Jesus. And mm-hmm. who is Jesus? He, he is love. Literally, love manifests in a person. And that's... That's what changes hearts. Knowledge doesn't change hearts. It's cool to know things. I love studying theology and scripture and all of those things, but it's love that's changed my life. It's Mm. not the things I know about the church that make me want to be Catholic. They might add fuel to the fire, but the fire was started by love. Yeah. Um, 
they aren't the source. If those things crumble, and they have for me, like I've talked about on the podcast, I've doubted church teaching. But the reason why I'm able to stay in relationship with Jesus through those doubts is because that's not the rock mm. that my faith is built on. Yeah, It's love. It's a love that goes beyond words. And that's what we need to try to bring to people. Yeah. The other verse that came to mind is... Uh, God saying to St. Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness. That it, yeah, what you brought up made me think of my spiritual director, Father Jonathan, because sometimes we'll be talking and we'll be talking about something and he just says, well, let's just pray for a minute and oh, yeah. stops and prays out loud and invites me to pray. And that's something totally new for me in spiritual direction. Father Dave Pavanka does that really? too. It's really awesome. It's, I think it's so powerful because it says like, we're not here so I can go to the guru who can, like, figure out what yep. my life and prayer life and everything should look like. He's there to point me to Jesus. And yeah. that's really what sharing our faith is about. And I think just that idea of offering to pray with somebody mm-hmm. um, can be such a huge opening of God working in their life. Because you don't have to explain. You don't have to convince. You can just say, let me pray to God for mm-hmm. you. Let let me point you in the direction of right. God. And you've done it, Molly, personally. I'm just talking <laughs> about you. You've done it in school, even where you tell somebody, well, just go to the chapel because mm. you're not there to fix their life. Yeah. Like you're there to point them to Jesus. And I think there's something really important about that of being able in our weakness and like kind of our, our lack to be able to say, yeah, like I just show up and God's going to help me to evangelize mm-hmm. through that weakness and through um, us knowing that we don't have all the answers. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, um, it's funny that you brought that up because I was going to say this. One of the best advice I ever got was from, so when I started my job, I was given a mentor to just kind of help me figure out how to do the whole ministry thing. And one of the best pieces of advice I got, I remember I was talking to him one day and I was talking about how, like, like kind of situations like this. Like, what do I do if I just, like, don't know what to say? Kids have such good questions. Mm-hmm. They bring us such good questions at school, and sometimes I literally don't know the answer. And that's very stressful for me. <laughs> so, like, my response was just, like, got to figure it out. How do I figure it out? Mm-hmm. But, like, what do I say? Like, oh, gosh, if I say the wrong thing, they're going to be lost forever and never mm-hmm. meet Jesus. Um, and one of the best pieces of advice that I've actually taken and put into practice is like, yeah, I'm starting with bringing it to the Lord. Our temptation as humans is to think we have all the answers. And, uh, and we've talked about this before naturally. And, and I just think this is important to recognize because we all experience it. If you don't, you're probably a lot holier than me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we want to be the answer to people yeah. in a certain sense. Like on a human level, it feels really great to say the thing that makes someone go, Oh, okay. Thank you. Like yeah. that really helped, you know, like that feels so good. So sometimes in my pride, I might immediately be fighting to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I need to step back and be like, <laughs> that's not what it's about. And so the question I first ask them, well, for I and I don't do this perfectly, but I will try to ask to pray with them mm-hmm. and just literally like offer their intentions up to the Lord. And then we continue our conversation. But one of the first questions I ask is, is have you gone to Jesus about this? And if they say no, I say, okay, you're going to go to the chapel before you talk to me about this. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I will talk to you. 
of course I want to be here for you, but if you haven't talked to the Lord yet and you're making time to come and talk to me, like, we can't do that. Yeah. And that was purely from a very good advice that I got from my mentor who mentored me in that. So that was great. Um, but I think that's really crucial. Sometimes we're so like, all right, let's figure this out together. Mm-hmm. And well, have you prayed? Yeah. Have you been talking to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, well, maybe, yeah, like a little bit. Like, do you have a daily prayer life? Like, uh, maybe it's the question of, I don't feel Jesus in my life. Are you going to him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's as simple as as that, like seeing how close they are to the Lord in their daily life, and not, yeah, like we can really like actually do harm to people's growth by making it about us and our yes. advice. Yes, yeah. I just don't know the right words to say. No, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, thank God. Like, who am I to think like that? I am. Um, you know, spending someone's time better by sitting there giving them all this advice when they could go to the chapel and read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I to think that I, at 25, <laughs> know enough <laughs> to be the one to change their heart? That's not my job, and I can't do it. So it's good that it's not my job because I'm incapable of it. Because it's the Lord. Only the Lord can move like that. And we see that in our stories, right? Like, mm-hmm. you love God and follow God because of what he's done in your heart. Yeah. And maybe things people have said have helped you along that journey, but like that's not what make that's not why you're in love with him, mm-hmm. you know, or or me, or you, or me. Yeah. Um, when it comes to sharing our faith, I think that's such what you just said. What we're talking about should be such a relief um, to think it's not about having like the perfect guided missile of like this will answer all their questions and destroy their doubts and um, convince them completely. Um, all we have to do is is share. Mm-hmm. And it may be as simple as, well, when I was going through a hard time, this is what I did and what and what how God helped me. Um, one of the things we do on Noah's Love is the Noah's Love stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you questions should listen are, to those if you haven't. Yeah, the mm-hmm. questions are the same like the questions by my brother Father Matthew asks every they're the same every time, but the answers are always different because he's talking to individuals about how do you know that God loves you? How did you discover that? Has there been a time when you doubted God's love? And those questions would be a good starting place of this is the stuff that I can share. Yeah. Um, and so, like, God will put people in our path where we can have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And it may be that they ask a question about the faith, and it's good to— um, know some things like there's right. nothing wrong with being able to explain oh no this is what catholics believe this is what christians believe um that's good and and you know god uses our every part of us including our intellect and our knowledge um but i think as we do that we have to be credible witnesses mm-hmm. because if it's just if it's just head knowledge um is that all this is i mean yeah. Why? Why are we? Why what, spend what our lives? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, yeah. There's lots of books in the world to read, and <laughs> um, this is not about just having the right knowledge. Faith. Yeah. Faith is not just believing objectively in the right things. Be- faith is believing in someone. Yeah. And that's who we want to lead. And living to. for someone. Yeah. I when I start my class. Oh no, I'm not teaching anymore. Sad. But at the beginning of the year, I would explain why I'm Christian and then why I'm Catholic and then why I'm a 
why I decided to like be a campus minister and a mm-hmm. theology teacher. And what I always say about why I'm Catholic is like, well, I feel I I personally like did a lot of research on like the Eucharist and like the origins of that and different Eucharistic miracles. I was really into that, like mm-hmm. researching that and the evidence. And there's some crazy things about people like doing scientific tests on a Eucharistic host and it's heart tissue and mm-hmm. the universal donor blood type and things like that. Like, and I was reading, you know, all these things and that um, I was really into that and that helped with like some doubts that I was having at a certain time. Um, and so I kind of talk about that and I was like, so basically uh, it, it was proven to me through research, but also yeah, like through re- reality, like that, this is real. And then I'd say like, and and I realized like, if that's real, how could I not give everything to that? Mm. If this, if what we proclaim is true, if what we're trying to spread to people is true, how can that not overpower our entire lives? Like we so often just gloss over the fact that Jesus died on the cross. It's like, cause we say that all the time. And I'm glad that we say that all the time in here that I'm glad that it, we're used to as Catholics seeing crucifixes everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, when do I ever stop and look at a crucifix and think about the weight of that? Like, not as often as I should, for sure. Um, and I have them in every room at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when we sit and think about the reality of what our faith is and what we believe as Catholics, as Christians, like, that that has to change us. Um, and if it changes us, like, of course we we want to give that to other people. And sometimes we might want to s- explain perfectly what the Catholic Church teaches on homose- homosexuality or mm-hmm. the Eucharist or whatever, but, like, the base of Christianity is that Jesus loved you so much that he died to save you from sin and he rose to, rose to heaven to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart of it. Yeah. Um... And that's the main message you need to get across. Yeah. If someone dies knowing that and not knowing what the church teaches on homosexuality or anything, mm-hmm. they're going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that's not the most important thing. So another, you know, kind of important tip, I think, or just something to keep in mind is like, remember what really matters. Yeah. What people really need to know to get to heaven. <laughs> that's such a good point. Like Jesus said, Go out into the whole world, teach them the good news, baptizing them in the name of mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not um, go win a culture war. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. And yeah. Not, go convince everybody yeah. who's on the other side of as you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that like so you like homosexuality or like right now abortion. Mm-hmm. Not that these aren't important things to talk about. Yes. Um, and good what God says about that. them. Yes. Um, important, but. Our goal is not to win political points. It's not to our goal as as disciples of Jesus is to make more people disciples of Jesus. It literally is the call in scripture. <laughs> yeah, and like so much of it, he will take care of the rest and we have to be patient in that like someone may make that turn to faith because we've shared with them. That's not the end of the story. And that yeah. we don't it's not it's not true for any of us including us who you know cradle catholics that suddenly like okay because you're here you get it and you always you won't have any doubts and you won't struggle and you won't have hard times that's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. um we sharing the faith 
could be to someone who knows Jesus so yeah. that they see a new facet of he's still here. And even though I don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. or I struggle with this teaching um, to seek Jesus in that moment rather than, um, well, I don't understand now or whatever. I'm just right. going to, I'm going to let go. Yeah. It's an important, yeah, I think that's a good point. It's an important part, not just of our interactions with pe- random people we come across, but our friendships. Mm-hmm. You've done that for me, what you just mm. described, like in our friendship in moments when I'm struggling, like sharing the faith and witnessing to me. Like that's, even though I'm a practicing Catholic and I have been for a long time, it's an, it's an important thing to know. So what does it mean to share our faith if it's not like standing on a street corner and preaching? Mm. Like, how do we find these people that we're supposed to share our faith with? Or like, what does it mean for ordinary Joe and Sally Catholic? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> how do they, yeah, how do yeah, they yeah. when it's not like their profession, right? Or, yeah. or they're, they're not called to be a priest or mm-hmm. called to be uh you know, you know, they work wherever. They yeah. have a family. Yes, they, yeah. they do their, they live their lives. Yeah. One thing I would say is we're all called to evangelization. And I do think we are all called to step out towards evangelization in a certain way, whether that's, you know, going out somewhere. Maybe it is standing on a street corner for you or something. Mm-hmm. But so I think one thing is praying about that and like yes. knowing that we're all called to that and discerning how you are called to be that in the church. Um, I think a, a lot of it also, I mean, it's, it always begins with prayer. Um, it's so essential to this, as we've been talking about. But, like, uh, praying that God would prepare you and the people you will encounter for any sort of conversation you'll have about him. Because you never know when it'll come. Mm-hmm. You might be on an airport where someone, or, or on an airplane, you sit next to someone, and you're praying the rosary, you're reading the Bible, and someone might ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You might have something written on your sweatshirt. or something. I've had that. I was in a household of Franciscan called mm-hmm. Handmaids of the Lord. There's a very, very weird TV show out there that's very popular called Handmaid's Tale. That's right. It I never thought of that. It freaks me the heck out. And people always ask me if it's about the show. And one time I had a conversation with someone and kind of explained household to them. And it was someone in an airport. And it was yeah. able to be a moment of kind of, I don't know what that did in that person's life. But... To talk about Jesus yeah. to someone. We were just talking upstairs with Father Josh that your tattoos sometime yeah. like open up that door because mm-hmm. tattoos are a thing in our culture. Yep. And, and you I have, have this, yours and you can explain them. Yeah, and I have this random Latin, these two random Latin words on mm-hmm. my arm. And so people, and it's very visible. Like all the times that people are always like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's, one of, it's not the only reason I got a tattoo. I like them. Mm-hmm. But all of my tattoos have deep religious meaning Mm -hmm. and that was a motivating factor for me um so i think like part of it is like there's not a blueprint no besides prayer and openness and like i would say if you're praying asking god to prepare your heart for any conversation he might lead you into if you are in general praying every day and continuing to deepen your personal faith Mm -hmm. and then you're going out and loving your family, going to work, doing the things he's calling you to in daily life, he will set up those, people have called it before, divine appointments. Mm -hmm. And as funny as that sounds, it's so real. Like I feel like most of us can say we've had a very strange conversation with someone who randomly came across in our path where you're like, that was God who set that up. Yeah. Um, 
And then when those moments come being open and when we feel a tug on our heart, like from the Holy Spirit of like, maybe I should talk to this person or like, there's been times where I've been had a conversation like this happen and I'm tired and I'm in the store and I just want to leave. Mm-hmm. And so part of it's like to be inconvenienced. Yep. For the sake of love. Yeah. And be always willing for that. So I'd say always willing and ready for when those moments come mm-hmm. and, and openness. Cause it's not like when you walk through the grocery store, you need to stop everyone and say, have you met my Lord and savior Jesus Christ? Yeah. But you can be an example of love at all times, mm-hmm. even walking through the grocery store. Do you smile at the people around you? Yeah. People don't smile at each other. <laughs> like I, for real walk, like it's such a like thing that people don't do. It's just yeah. smiling when you walk by a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they'll see something in you. And people say this. This is what my, my dad always says. Like my dad converted to Catholicism and he says like, he saw something in my mom who was Catholic that he wanted. Mm. Like he saw that, that gift of Catholicism and relationship with God that she had. And like, it wasn't necessarily my mom having this specific conversation with him. It was what he saw in her and then mm. he wanted that for himself. Yeah. People will see it. Like yeah. if you have a deep faith, if Jesus overpowers your life, people are going to see it. You're not going to be able to hide it. Whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. That's something that you made me think of is that Jesus isn't just like enlisting us into a, a workforce where we all do the exact same thing yeah. in the exact same way. He wants to send you and like everything that is specific about you. And so I think that's something to just be open to is like God's going to use you the way that he made you, like yeah. your personality, your Absolutely. interests, your your gifts, your weaknesses, mm. all those things. Um, there was one time, this is, this is sort of a separate thing, sometimes this is going to feel like a failure. Um, mm-hmm. One time I was visiting one of the area hospitals. It's not in a great neighborhood. And I came out, and outside there was a lady who just looked um, probably under the influence of drugs, looked sad, looked, like, lost. And I saw her and walked by because I'm like, that's just normal walking past somebody. And then, like you said, felt that sort of, like, I should do something. Mm-hmm. Um but like, what the heck do I do? Right. So I just went back and said, can I pray for you for a second? And I prayed for her. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the the end, the end of the story. It was not like suddenly she was like, now I know Jesus. Thank you, mm-hmm. Father. You changed everything. But you never know what that you, will do. You don't know. And, and, and but, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, just the, I think, obedience to the Holy Spirit and your conscience in moments like that, where it could, you're going out on a limb, does it matter if you look foolish? No. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you see the fruits right then and there. Yeah. No, it's about that. There's. It takes deep trust to evangelize mm-hmm. and to share the faith, because a lot of times you're not going to see it. Yeah. The results, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. It's not for our self gratification. Yeah, I think just while you're thinking, I think being able to pray for someone is a really powerful gift. Um, I I kind of thank my uh like protestant protestant friends from college mm-hmm. who like really made me comfortable like praying out loud and praying for other people in their presence because anybody can do that yeah. um that you don't have to be in any you don't have to be in a certain position like if someone has a problem or a struggle or a suffering you can pray for them you can pray yeah. for them right then yeah that's what i was going to say i think overall in summary our biggest advice would be, or th- and what I think this kind of these two points summarize: pray always, 
and always be ready to be inconvenienced for the sake of mm. love. Yeah. And then you will share the faith just as God intends for you. That's truly it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else flows from that. So yeah, be brave, be bold, Amen. and pray. Pray hope and don't worry. Padre Pio. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that how he, yep. he said that? I'm getting married on his feast day. Isn't that cool? Are you? Yeah. That's right. I forgot. I know. I'm I'm very excited about that. That's a good one. Yeah. I held one of his chalices once. Want to bring it to my wedding? I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I held it. It, was, uh. it went away from me at that point. <laughs> okay. Well, Father, how has God loved you lately? I just came back from a little vacation. Um a little beachy beachy. I think I talked about it last time yeah. that I was thankful that I was going away. But just uh, I love sitting and reading at the beach. I did a lot of that. What did you so, read? The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's a little book, just kind of like about faith. Um nice. Yeah, that was really good. I read a Star Wars book called Dooku, Last, Lost Jedi. Um, so that was a Star Wars book. Different um, vibes. Yes, and... Uh, but just like being on the beach, watching my friends' kids run around and yeah. do their thing, oh, that's um, fun. all that stuff. Like it was just, it was very nice. And, uh, and then on the way home, I stopped in this little West Virginia town where my dad's family is from. I saw that. Yeah, and so like went to his mother's buried there, and her parents, and uh, like the next generation are all buried there. And it was just like. I'd never been there. I'd never been to their graves. I blessed all their graves. Mm-hmm. And just like, it was a, a interesting, powerful moment of, you know, just connecting with family that like, I didn't have that. I didn't, I don't, I don't know them or never, right. never knew them. So that was really special. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Good break. Yeah. So how has God loved you lately, Molly? Um. Well, I just got done with singing at the Steubenville Youth Conference and it was just a blessed weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. That's kind of where my desire to do music ministry was formed when I was in, I was like a classic high schooler. I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Here I am yeah. doing it, which is cool because it was no effort of mine, really. Like, I just love music and pursued it and God's just opened doors. And mm-hmm. so seeing just how it, it really is. the And I think I've talked about this before, but it, like it really is the coolest thing when you get to do the thing that you love more than anything to do. For the person that you love more than anything. Mm. And that, that I get to combine my greatest hobby and, um, I don't know what the other word, yeah, the thing that I love to do with my faith and the, that I get to put those two things together mm-hmm. is so always just so surreal and amazing and such a gift. So it's very thankful for this weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back. We will. Goodbye. Bye.